Thank you so much for joining me on this next episode of the Scholar Homies podcast. The game is to be told, not sold, conversations with the soul. And so honestly, thank you for being one of like the first guests because as a fellow chingona, real recognizes real. And while we haven't had the opportunity to meet in real life yet, I feel really connected with you. And I hope that it's mutual, but we, um, we've met in these Twitch streets, as they say, and um, we follow each other on social media. And I realized that we have so much more in common other than music. So I wanna start with the music and then we'll, we'll talk about our other identities. But for those listening, what is Twitch to you and how did you find Twitch? Um, I found Twitch uh, during the pandemic and it meant a connection with other humans, even though we were, you know, isolated, I think, right, to whatever we had in our families or in our immediate families in our homes. But um, it was a place, a social place to connect with others that had the same interests. Um, so that's what Twitch meant to me. And why do you choose to log on when you do? Because now we're two years far removed, right, from when we initially started logging in. But we, there, there's so much, there's, we could be doing anything. We could be putting on Spotify, Tidal, YouTube. Why do you choose to log on to Twitch when you do? Um, um, throughout, like you just mentioned, it's been two years, but I think that real connections were formed um, and these connections were taken off of the Twitch platform. So it became a little bit more interpersonal with certain people. Um, and, and I think that that's what humans do, right? They, they kind of build a connection. And, and once you build that connection, you kind of keep going there. And I think it's just a meetup place now where uh, a few of us have met each other. And yes, it, it is a, a mutual feeling. Um, I, I was very drawn to you just because of, of what you represent and, and the music, of course. But yes, um, that's why it keeps me coming, just because there's community there. And it's something that always keeps us together, I think. And so which Twitch communities are you part of? Um, I am a proud Susia. Um, <laughs> um, there is um, DJ Medina who I follow and there is DJ Angie V who has also brought a lot of people together actually after the whole pandemic doing, you know, certain um, shows live and having that uh, that base kind of meet in person was was like a real uh, a real turn I think and and has brought us and has kept us together more I think um, also DJ Ediz um, I started off with DJ Friends because I'm 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 a little um, <laughs> nocturnal at times <laughs> uh -huh. so he was like you know he would be on um, overnight kind of kind of hours and. Um, I'll show there was a DJ Dre Sinatra. And that's a lot, like I, I met a lot of people there. And I think those are, were the two main ones that I started with. Yeah, and so you, you're bringing up the, like the lineups, like they, they kind of come on at certain times. And then you mentioned the Ellie Susias, which, you know, some of these Twitch communities have nicknames, I guess you could say. You gotta <laughs> be in there to know, so no judgment, please. But I wanna I wanna um, talk about Jay Sinatra because that's where I I think you know we kind of for those that are listening and maybe don't know Twitch and it, it started as a gaming platform and through the pandemic a lot of DJs hopped on Twitch 
And then they do these things called raids where when they're done with their streaming set, they raid to another similar streamer, I guess you could say. But it was in Dre Sinatra's stream where I vividly, like, I remember meeting you in the chats there. And in particular, there was one set where we were fundraising for the passing of your father. And I, I don't know, I don't remember how many hours he was on, but I just remember like a lot of the DJs were coming to raid him because every, I, I, you maybe you could tell me more, but like, was he donating was he sharing the, the, the GoFundMe link or was he donating parts of that stream to you? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. And, and then I guess how did even, like, did, how did he even, how did that even came about? Did he offer to, to help stream um, to raise money or what was that about? Actually, you know what? I, again, it was just one of those communities or was one of those DJs where I just kept coming to, right? Looking for that, for that void. I would say that a lot of us felt you know, being isolated from each other. And um, I was I was just constantly there at the same time, at, you know, and logging on at the same time. I think Dre uh, took notice of that. Um, like most DJs do, I think they, they notice who's constantly on there and supporting them. Um, I think Dre took notice of that. And also the relationships that I had built in the chat that had come in outside of Twitch, um, people were already kind of knowing me on a personal level. So I think they, they must've told him what had happened. Um, and he just took it upon himself to do that. So I was extremely thankful for that. Um, I would say that that was like a turning point for me to even feel more love and more support through that stream when my father passed away and all the, the fundraising that was, that was made during that time. I even had somebody like do the um, the flower arrangements, pay for the flower arrangements for my father and not even knowing me, you know, not, not personally knowing and having no ties to me. So it, it was, it was very nice. It was very uh, much so appreciated from my family during those hard times. Thank you so much for sharing uh, of that. And I know that I just, I, I think that was probably a pivotal moment where I realized and I saw how powerful this community could be, right? That we were literally coming together for somebody who we, at that time, I don't think we, none of us had probably met in real life. And I, you have to forgive me, like the years blend, but it was, I feel like it was early on. Like it, it was, it's been a while. Um, and I think now we, we still see that, right? We still see a lot of Twitch fundraisers, and it's it's much more common, I think now, and I would say more organized, right, in a different manner, where they have Twitch raids specifically for fundraising. But at that at that moment, and it might have been, I feel like it was on the weekend for some reason. I don't know. It was just there was just something really powerful and authentic in that that really um, stands out to me. And so from that moment, I just always remembered, like, okay, I, I think at the time you were a student, I wasn't sure. I, I so for me, I had. I had tried for a long time to keep my, my identity separate, right? Like I'm on Twitch and, you know, and that's it. Like I, when I log off, I log off. And then slowly but surely it started crossing over. Like you said, right? Like you start meeting people or you start, you know, they follow you on social media or whatnot. And somehow in that sense, I, I think I saw that you were like a student, but I didn't want to pry because, you know, you were grieving. So I wanted to give you space, but more recently, we've been 
well, it's like I, I've I've let go of that, right? Of my my shield or like my whatever. And and then we we started following each other on social media, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's a student um, at the University of Riverside, and we have we already had this connection with music, and and we're moms, and and then I realized like, oh my, and can you tell me more about that? Like, you know. I guess, tell me about your journey to UCR and, and how is that going for you? Because you're a commuting student at that too. Yes, I am. I am. Um, well, let's take you back to 2016. Okay. Um, I don't come from a strong background in education. My mother went to third grade. My father went to sixth grade. And they're both from El Salvador. Um, so I didn't have that backing. I was taught to work and go into the work field to help my family and, you know, just provide provide support to the family. Um, I didn't graduate. It was something that I didn't feel proud of my whole life. It was something that really hung over my head. Um, and it was just something personal I had just kept to myself. I had worked overnight and just done about every job you could think about from caregiving to working at Home Depot to working at restaurants, just everywhere. And that, that brought me to making certain decisions in my life, you know, and my kids came. So I was a mother, I was struggling in my relationships. I didn't, I, I didn't have the support. And I decided to go back to school and get my high school diploma. My thought was if I get a high school diploma, maybe I'll get a better job. Um, and I, I, I did that, I went back. I didn't want a GED, that's one thing about me. I'm very, in my own way, I challenge myself to not be mediocre to say. Um, I'm very hard on myself. So I said, I'm not, I don't want a GED, I want my high school diploma come to find out I only had one credit that was holding me back from that. So I, I took that class. I got my high school diploma in 2016. I had counselors or we had counselors in the, in the adult school program come to, to talk to us about college and community college. And that was a thought that I've always had. I always wanted to go in higher ed. Um, that was something that my father had to kind of place the seed in my head. Um, but unfortunately he didn't know how to like, how to foster that. He was just like, do as I say, you know, type thing. So I don't think that it clicked until I had my children. And once the counselors came in and kind of talked about community college, I, I thought about it and I envisioned myself there in that space. Um, I wanted to be one of the first ones to, to do that. I have an older brother, but he works also, he's a worker. And I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I knew that, that unfortunately I was considered in poverty and that either to go to school, you either have to be very poor or you have to have lots of money. And for whatever reason, I'm classified as very poor, right? I'm, I'm a single mother, I have two children. So I fall under the poverty line. And 
but I saw that as my opportunity to better myself. And I didn't want to be on the system just to be on the system and wasting time or, or just not, or be, be the average person that they talk about being on the system. So I went to community college. I applied for financial aid. Then I, I saw, you know, a little of money coming in and that, that like helped me in my economic sense. And it, 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 it helped me to get where I wanted to be and, and not having to work these jobs that I was working, but get educated. And education to me holds something very dear because it's not just reading a book and learning something from it. There's certain structures that happen within the institution, like turning things in on time, um, being at meetings at certain times and those things I don't think I had. Um, so school has like brought these things to me or have taught me to be a better a better me in that sense. Um, I was there, I started in 2017. Um, I was in a 10 year relationship during that time it was nearing the end already. My mindset had already changed. I wanted for more for myself. Um, I wasn't I wasn't willing to put up with the bare minimum just because a man was providing and, and not providing like fully. So I just thought that that was baggage to me, emotional baggage. And I, after 10 years, I, I called it quits. And I've been raising the kids by myself in 2018. Um, I lost my father in 2020. I was still going to community college during that time. Um, I had to withdraw. I was supposed to graduate that year with my transfer. I had to withdraw. Um, I had to take some time to grieve. I'm part of a sandwich generation, so I take care of my mother and my children. And I took some time off, but I, but again, I'm I knew that I needed to get back in the game. I knew that I needed to go back and get focused. And I knew what school was doing for me. It was, it was like personal development. It wasn't just education or about the money. Yes, the money helped, but it wasn't all solely money. It was everything else it was doing for me, you know, because and then in turn, I was raising my kids differently also. It wasn't the way I was being raised. It was raising my kids and making conscious of other aspects of life that perhaps my parents just didn't have that opportunity. And I finished in 2021, I got my AAT. Um, and they said to me, okay, you know, are you gonna apply to any Cal States? This is where the UC Riverside comes in, right? And Again, that ego inside me said, I don't want to apply to a Cal State. Um, I am first gen. I'm a Latina. I'm a single mom. I fit so many statistics. And you know what? I want to be a UC student. And I applied. I applied to UC. I was striking big, too, because I applied to UCLA. I applied to UC Berkeley, um, Santa Cruz, and Riverside. Riverside I chose because it was the closest to home. Um, and 
one of my children is in elementary and the other one is in junior high. So I thought, I thought personally that it would be a little bit selfish to move them during such an important life of certain time in their life where, you know, one is getting out of high, I mean, junior high and the other is leaving elementary. So I didn't want to do that. I went with Riverside. I couldn't move my, my family from Los Angeles to Santa Cruz. I had to, you know, um, give up that little dream of moving outside of California, right? Um, so I went with UC Riverside and that's where I'm at my first year, um, my first year junior in, and I'm uh, majoring in sociology and I want to minor in psychology. Thank you so, so much for sharing so much of you. And I think about the sacrifices, right, that we make because like you said, we're in this sandwich generation, which I don't know that if you knew this either, but like my parents live with me and then I have my daughter. So again, I'm like another um, something that we have in common, but it's, it is these sacrifices that yeah. we make, right? That we do want to pursue our dreams, but we there, there may be some limitations, right? We are regionally bound in a sense. Um, and what resonates with me is that when I was in my doc program, I because I was regionally bound, we, we had moved to the IE and I was commuting to San Diego I don't know if you know this about me, but I was commuting to San Diego every day, right? Monday through Friday. And that's with no traffic, an hour drive. And you make your commutes. So you're commuting from Los Angeles to Riverside and you have two morning drop-offs, like you mentioned, right? So you have one child in, in elementary, one child in middle school. And then you go and you, then you you assume this, this other identity of being a student, right? Um, one thing that stood out was recently you um, you shared, and I forget what it was, but it, you, you were basically up before sunset. It, it was like four or five in the morning. And I was up before sunset working before my, my daughter woke up. And I was like, wow, this is like, it's like this secret, like mom society that we had, we were up before sunset because we got to get our shit done before the day gets away from us, right? Um, and there's a perception of hustle culture and that I kind of see online that I'm like, yeah, but you're not a mom. You don't get it. You don't, you don't understand that if I don't get up at four or five in the morning to get a day, a head start of my day, I don't get ahead. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's also this push. And I've been thinking about this a lot since you and I had this DM exchange, because I'm like, do I share that what it's real? This is real. Like in order for me to survive, I need to get up this early. Um, or do I give off this perception that I'm I'm promoting hustle culture, but like I won't make it as a mom and as a scholar if I don't do this. So what is it? Like what is society trying to tell me? Like either I promote hustle culture or like then I just drown in my work and I, I don't get ahead. Not to say that I ever get ahead, but you know what I mean? It's um so I just, all that to say was that as moms, sometimes we sacrifice our sleep and I see you. And as a student parent, what would you like your professors or like the university administrators to know that they need to know about um, their student parents and maybe consider? Well, I can, I can definitely speak on on my personal experience there at the UC, 
Um, definitely the, the family housing is an aspect that's, a, that's an issue right now. Um, I've, I've made it pretty, I've, I've made myself pretty, pretty clear that I've had to find out that there isn't any family housing from other students who are sort of say kind of bashing the school for that, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't UC reaching out to me and telling me, you know, hey, there's a two-year wait for housing. It was other students talking about the situation that the UC has. So to me, definitely housing for family is, is an important part, uh, as you and I know that commuting is, is such a, is such an added stressor. Right. I mean, there's anxiety that happens when when you're driving to school and you have to be in a certain mindset to get into your classes. Um, other aspects of that is scheduling our, you know, priority scheduling, you know, having to kind of move your life around and, and move your kids around to according to a schedule that the UC is kind of making you follow because of because that's just the way UC has it. Um, so considerations uh, and, and things like that, definitely um, definitely the, the registering and the family housing and knowing who they're, you know, that, that, that they have some, they have students that, that are non-traditional, that are parents that have all these other uh, barriers. And um, we wanna promote um, I would say these students coming to school, well, we need to know what they need and we need to find these things out. Not when the students already, because the, the student will already have, you know, grit and perseverance, but it would be helpful for the UC to kind of alleviate some of these stressors. Beforehand, yeah. So you mentioned um, like non-traditional students and I think that's another common, um, something that we, we have in common is you are a member of the Underground Scholars um, student organization on campus. So for those that are not listening, can you tell me what Underground Scholars is? Underground Scholars is an organization um, which serves people who have been in the carceral system and people who have been system impacted. Um, you'll, find, you'll find family there. You would think that like we just talked about the UC would, would you know, have places um, for certain groups to organize and feel safe in. Um, but definitely USI is, is, has been that, you know, I, I, I've, that's who I've migrated to and who has kind of taken me under their wings and made me feel like I belong there. That's amazing. Why was it important for you to join them or, or, and or how did you find Underground Scholars? Um, I, I always uh, had seen Underground Scholars when I was checking out UCLA and just organizations. And I saw people who look like me, you know, the non-traditional, the parent scholars, you know, um, I live in the inner city. You know, I wear hoops, I wear lipstick. I mean, there's people that look like you, talk like you, you know, and I I want to say that we that the organization is very community. It's that you go find the answers on your own. 
it's like I'm gonna reach out my hand and help you up and and kind of show you the way. Okay, with that we were just coming to for a comment. How important then is that peer-to-peer -peer connection for you as we navigate these academic spaces? It is extremely important. I think that it's been my lifeline. I think that, you know, again, as I mentioned before, when you don't have um, education being something that you were brought up in, you need these people, you need these mentors, you need, uh, you know, this connection with other students who are going through the same experience that you are, who have the same type of goals that you may, may have, it is extremely important to, to stay connected to your, your educational journey, definitely. Thank you. I Some of that came through. Okay. It's, it's cutting out a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll see if we can fix that though. Okay. So the name of the podcast is Scholar Homie. What does Scholar Homie mean to you? Scholar Homie is it's like the homies, but you know, we're we're talking about school stuff, you know, and, and we're talking about motivating each other and keeping each other on track and sharing new knowledge we learn um, and feeling proud about that stuff, you know, feeling feeling intelligent, right? And then like sharing and bouncing off information off of each other. Um, that's what Scholar Homies mean to me. And so we talked a little bit about peer-to-peer peer-to-peer mentorship, peer-to-peer -peer uh, -peer connections, Scholar Homies, but how important then is like mentorship and mentorship in academia for you? Um, extremely important, extremely, extremely important. Um, during my community college, I was part of something that's called LCTA, which was Latinas um, Student Organization Transfer Program. And it was, it was women you know, in, in academia, doctoras like yourself, you know, um, giving us those ganas, those aspirations to keep going, to, to not limit ourselves, you know, to what others think or, or do. Okay, there you are. I'm like, no, you're okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're back. We're back. We're like, okay. We're back. <laughs> on Twitch, like the OBS crashed and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's hating it's hating on us <laughs> right? okay um that's okay I'll, I'll ask the question again okay okay we'll go from there um so we talked about peer-to-peer -peer connection and what scholar homie means to you but can you tell me how important mentorship and mentorship is for you uh for me it's been a vital point for me to get from point a to point b um, I think in my community college, I found a group, um, LTCA, which was a leadership program. It was a group of Latinas, um, like Monica Garcia, 
Gloria Molina, um, doctoras, you know, like yourself. And it was just women who have gone through the educational system, are really planted in their careers now, and want to see other young women, Latinas, you know, reach their goals and, and reach their aspirations that we have. So it's been very important to keep me focused, but to also find myself and find uh, maybe things that I didn't develop myself as, as a young woman. Um, so it's been extremely important for me. That's good. I'm so glad that you've taken what you've, what you know you needed to survive at community college and apply that um, at UCR, right, as a transfer student, which I don't like, I, again, I don't know, like, how much I've shared or not, but like, I mean, we just, I feel like I just resonate with you on so many levels, right, like, transfer student, commuter student, mom, like, you know, there's just so many connections that we share, and so I'm just, however I can support you, you let me know, and I don't, I mean, if I don't know, if I don't know, and I don't got it, I'll go get it, and I'll find someone to help you, because I feel like that's also why we got to continue to like uplift each other. Right. And, um, and I, like, I know firsthand how hard it is to like navigate these spaces. And that's why when I see you driving and I, I'm like, I see you, like, I just want you to know, like, I, I will never forget the last commute that I did from SDSU. So I'm going to cry. I cried so hard going home because that it's hard like doing everything is hard but commuting I don't know that people understand like how draining that is sometimes right like it is because you could be doing so much more in that time and you which goes back to why we get up so early right you've got to get a head start on your day because you're going to spend an hour an hour and a half maybe longer <laughs> on, on on the road right and so I I just I feel you so deeply when I see you on that commute because I did that and I know it's not easy and I know why you're doing it too, right? You're doing it like not even for yourself. Like, yeah, it's for yourself, but like it's for your children. It's for your mom, right? Like you're doing it for so much more. And I just, I just want you to know that like, I just have so much respect for you. And I, I, I cannot wait for you to finish and for, to see the glow up, like you're, you're doing it right now, but I just, like keep I don't know like just keep your eye on the prize and it just it's just it's gonna it's gonna pay off right like it's all of this is gonna pay off for you um and so let's <laughs> do I don't know before we I guess transition I know like did you have anything well since you got me all water-eyed <laughs> and stuff <laughs> I would say yes I think that nobody understands you I, I mean you know it, the my life has unfolded like in in many different ways um I have a very traumatic childhood and I think like that's that's been like a big part of like why I had to kind of get this all out of, of the way before I can actually work on myself and become who I really was supposed to be but I don't think nobody understands how much I do cry on my way home, you know, and I have to cry all these things out that you go through to get to higher ed. Um, and, and like you said, put on another face on, right? I'm the daughter, I'm the mother when I get home. I can't be the crybaby student. You know, I've been gone all day. So 
it it really is something very powerful that a lot of people can't, you know, even begin to empathize with. Um, but I, I, I thank you very much because sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I feel like, okay, I know all of this is going to pay off. I know that this is hard, but I know that I'm going to get to the other side. And right now it's hard, but it's going to be good when I get there. So, so thank you very much. And for allowing me, you know, to share my story and, and, and tell others that there's a lot of us and we could do it. Yes, we can. Absolutely. Like, I think that's the biggest way. And that's honestly why I even started academic school to begin with. Cause I'm like, they, I can't be the only one, right? I cannot be the only, the only person who's, you know, a student who's a mom. I, I was working full time. I was commuting. Who's going through this. I felt so alone. And I'm like, there can't be, I can't, there's no way, but you're right. Like, and it's, exhausting sometimes it keeps showing up and but it, it's like what however we can muster the energy and again through these outside identities through twitch through music right like and I, how, I think it was this week I saw your story that you were I was on Evers DJ Evers channel and you were listening I was like she's over here lurking I was like what and honestly <laughs> that was like my little way to like be like I see you and I just want to honor you in that moment, right? Like, because I know that came out of nowhere, <laughs> like so the, the gifted stuff. But I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, she's here. Like, let me just, I don't know, like send you some love real quick, right? And, um, and thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I got you, girl. I got you. When I say I got you, like, I, I'm, I'm like, listen, if, if I got you, I got you to the end. So like this, that like, yeah this is another reason why I think like what you said you know like USI is that you know it's like if a homie outside in the streets tell you they got you they got you you yes. know and that's a, like a secret code to us I think you know it's like I think I, I've seen it too I think you share the same ideology it's like you're street smart but book smart too and we're we're powerful you know because we take what whatever we learned in the streets, but we also can bring it here and honor it when we meet each other in yeah. the academia setting. Absolutely. We're totally going to apply it. That reminds me, uh, which I, I wrote a note because I don't forget, but like when we get off, when we stop recording, like I have like my homies coming to UCR. And so I already told him about you. I was like, y'all got to connect. So I'm, I'm connecting you too. Um, I think he, he goes there next week. So I'll, I'll tell you more about that. All but right. that's, that's, that's real, right? Like it's yeah. like the hidden curriculum that, maybe us as first generation or like, you know, we don't know. And we just, we definitely have to help e each other out in a different way, right? Like in a, in a way that I'm not gonna gatekeep information from you. Like I went through this shit, so, and it was hard so that I can give it, give that information to you and to whoever else so that you don't have to go through that. Like that should be the point, right? Um, instead of, we should like be uplifting instead of gatekeeping information. So yeah, when I say I got you, girl, I got you. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's do a little bit of, of, of what I call this or that. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of fun here. I, I, I think it's fun. So let's see. 90s rap or freestyle? <sighs> I know. I know. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Where's my looks at? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going with yeah, that. Yeah, 90s rap. Okay, Makes cool. me empowered. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, 
Twitch or Spotify? Twitch. Okay, okay. Here, yeah. here's a good, this one's going to be controversial. Are you ready for it? Uh-oh. <laughs> Angie V or A. Medina? <laughs> I'll only answer you if you're answering. <laughs> That's what's up. You see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, I'll answer. Okay. You, I'll answer. You go first. Okay. Um. That's a hard one. <laughs> and you can say why. You can say why if you need to. Okay. Um. Ah. <laughs> um. I'm going to say Medina. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Only because I keep coming back mm -hmm. and, and like sometimes Angie will be on, but I won't, you know, I won't hop on. But I think like with D with Medina because he's so scarce, like he only comes on during <laughs> Sundays <laughs> for Sunday mass. Yeah. I think... <laughs> if you know, you know. Less is more. So I think I'm gonna keep going back to that's it. Yeah, that's it. You gotta be there. If you ain't there, you ain't there. But he comes back for Sunday mass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's it's Medina. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. I love Medina, obviously. Um, I'm there every Sunday. I'm gonna go with Angie V. And here's why though, because I started following Angie like through like Instagram days. So for those listening that don't know, before Twitch the DJs will go live on Instagram and they will get cut off because of the copyright music. And so then eventually that's how they, they migrated to Twitch. Um, and I, I just have this sense of loyalty to all of the DJs, but like to really to Angie, cause she's the one that introduced Twitch to me. So I'll go with Angie, but that, that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> I can't believe I even, now I feel like, now I know how hard that was. Um, okay. How about Selena or Bad Bunny? Selena. Okay. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up on Selena. So Selena is like a childhood. Love it. I yeah. love it. Face to face or Zoom? I like face to face. Okay. Yeah. And then any last words for those listening? We don't know who's listening. It could be our Twitch fam. It could be the homies at UCR. Um, maybe the UCR president. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but any last words for, for whoever's listening? Um, believe in yourself. And when you think you can't, lean on those that believe on you so they can provide what you don't have at that moment. Because some, it's, it's only natural and it's only human-like to have bad days and not to feel... Um, you know, like we have purpose at times, but just tap into those people that, that really, really know you and that can encourage and spark you up again. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, future Doctora Sanchez for joining me on this episode. I'm going to uplift you every time I can. So just know that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Nice.